Hey there, and welcome to another Guys with Feelings mini-sode. I'm Jamin Yee. And I'm Gabe Rose. And today, we're going to be talking about a little life hack, if you will, or a series of them that have made a huge difference in our levels of peace, calm, and happiness in life. So today, we're going to be talking about breaking the phone addiction. And it, boy, is it an addiction. I mean, just for me. <laughs> I don't know. No. It, I assume for other folks out there, too. It definitely we is. We are all hooked. Yeah. So you guys might remember in an in a older episode of our podcast, Gabe came back from a meditation retreat, and he was talking all this stuff about, I don't know, putting his phone in black and white and leaving his phone, you know, outside the bedroom and all these things. And I remember listening to that and I was like, okay, yeah, those are, those are some good tips. I don't, I don't think I need to do that, but that's cool that Gabe is, you know, experimenting with that and it's helping him. Um, and then I went on my own retreat and I went on a two week spiritual retreat in the mountains of Spain. And yeah, when I came back from that, it was actually just in the airport. I remember, you know, that whole two weeks, I felt so at peace, so calm, so just present. And then in the airport, I was like, well, well you know, might as well turn my phone on, see what's going on, on Facebook, catch up with people on Twitter. What could go wrong? And within like, yeah, it was a huge mistake. Within 20 to 30 minutes, that feeling of peace and contentment just got ripped from me, like snatched out of my hands. And it was actually shocking to me, like how... Just in half an hour, all of a sudden, I was back in this old mode of like just seeking, like constantly scrolling and looking for new articles and looking in it. I was just never satisfied, just constantly clicking on different things. And yeah, it just really put into perspective for me, like, wow, like I am addicted to my phone and it takes over. It really hijacks my brain. And I'm not the only one. Like the part of the reason I never noticed this until I went off into the mountains is because in our culture, like this is the norm for everyone. Like everyone is hopelessly addicted and we don't really realize it because that's just the water we're all swimming in. So, so it seems like step one, if you want to use your phone less is go off on some sort of weird meditation retreat (laughs) and step two question mark, step three profit. Yes, exactly. And we're going to go into steps two and three (laughs) right here. So, uh, Gabe, what is, uh, tell us a little bit about your decision to switch your phone to grayscale, which I think was your first big foray into this breaking of the addiction. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't know, man, we're just all, I think like you summed it up really well. Once you step away from it for a little while and then you come back to it, you can just see like so much more clearly how hooked we are um and just how much it detracts from our i think life happiness in a way that we're not always clear on so i heard about grayscale from you i think it was on a previous podcast episode and the thing i'll say about Mm. grayscale is um a it's relatively easy to do if you just google how to turn your iphone to grayscale you just find Mm. simple like three or four step instructions um b the, the critical thing about converting to grayscale is um, you can also really easily set it up so if you tap your home button three times, um, it f- turns back to color and then t- you can toggle grayscale color on off. So we need to look at a picture or 
see whether the traffic on Google Maps is yellow or red or really dark red or like you need color for a second. You could just turn it back to color and then turn it to grayscale. Real quick. Yeah. The thing I find most remarkable about grayscale is once you do grayscale, I just say anyone, you just do it for 72 hours and you can never go back. Like after you've done it for 72 hours, you turn your phone back on color and it feels like it's yelling at you. It's, it's just great you're like watch stop yelling at me phone you don't need to yell i'm, I'm sitting right next to you so loud um, the colors are just so bright um so yeah man, i feel like the grayscale movement is really booming um the last month <laughs> oh yeah the new york times article about it um i don't know man i just i was like talking to someone on the like the grocery store line last weekend about it i just feel like the, you know, there's a chance here everyone has to get in on the ground floor of the grayscale movement, but it's not going to last <laughs> long. Soon it's going to be mainstream <laughs> and boring. So, right, right. So, Gabe, the ultimate hipster, hipster over here, he got on Team Grayscale before it was cool. Just, so. just trying to do. I can't be cool about anything else. So it's like my one thing. Yeah, I, I love that it is becoming a movement. Like I, I've, I've been seeing more and more mainstream out, outlets and more people talk about, um, you know, switching your phone to a black and white display. And I love that because I feel like that's indicative that there is this greater movement of people being like, oh, yeah, I am addicted to my phone. And maybe like just spending more time on my phone is something I should actively kind of do something against, you know, for my own sanity. Um, I love that. I feel like we're starting to see a bit of a sea change with this here. Yeah, my my macro, it's like I feel like sort of alternatingly pessimistic and optimistic about our sort of phone, social media addiction situation. Mm -hmm. The pessimistic case is easy to make, which is, you know, these products like tap into some part of our reptilian brain that's like beyond our intellectual control. I mean, they like recognize sort of they're designed to hook us and they do a really good job at that. And we have just these sort of psychological weaknesses, like anything that you can get addicted to that allow us to get hooked. And these products are like powerful and here to stay and all that have a lot of money behind them. They're fun to use. Um, but I don't know. My, my more optimistic take is this stuff is all still so new. I mean, right. it was only eight years ago that all of a sudden like smartphones were ubiquitous, maybe seven years ago and they were truly ubiquitous. Um, and so I just think when you like expand out the time horizon, I, I'm hopeful that this just we look back at this as an adjustment period where mm -hmm. um, we all got these like amazing, like powerful, magical devices and tools and social media accounts that for a few years were just magical and amazing. And then we realized we were all hooked. And then I just think if you give us another five or 10 years, hopefully we're willing to adapt. But I think to the extent all of us can put our thumb on the scale and push ourselves individually and people around us to adapt a little faster. Um, right. I think it will and push like tech companies to adapt faster and to make these products more. Um, I mean, humane is a label. Some people have been using that. I sort of like, um, I think mm -hmm. that uh, that will be better for all of us individually and collectively. Totally. I totally agree with you. And yeah, so to, to help push that forward a little bit, um, another tip for me that's been super helpful um, is taking one to three deep breaths every time you switch apps or tasks or you go from Facebook to Twitter. Um, this has been a game changer for me. I think uh, with my phone, one of the worst things about it is it would be so easy for me to get sucked into this like never ending flurry of activity, you know, and like emails and articles. And I'm just like 
scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And like before I knew it, you know, hours would pass and I'd feel the worst. dead inside. It's the worst. And everyone listening to this knows what that feels like. And for me, I, I would, I had such a hard time stopping that cycle. Like once I got in it, even though I knew it was happening. Right. Um, and for me, it's actually been super helpful for, for me to just instill this habit. Like after say I read that Twitter article, instead of just immediately going back onto the timeline and scrolling for another thing to click, I close my eyes and I take one to three deep breaths and just doing that, you know, it takes just a few seconds, but there's something about that, that just, that just hits the pause button. Like it, 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 it breaks that endless loop for just a little bit for you to kind of come to your senses and be like, Oh wait, do I really want to click on that next article or do I want to make a sandwich? And you're usually <laughs> sandwiches like, are great. Actually, yeah. Sandwiches are really wonderful. And um, I don't know for me, it's just like, yeah, it's that, that common sense or like, yeah, bring me back to my senses that uh, is so necessary. And it helps me make different decisions. Like most of the times I, I do that. Yeah. You're, so, you're re giving yourself the ability to actively make a choice. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so what, and, so that's, that sounds great. What percentage of the time would you say you actually do that? Roughly? Oh, I mean, I'm not perfect about it, but if I had to say, if I had to guess maybe like 60 to 70% at the wow, time, that's great. Yeah. That it's not like bad. A huge win. How long have yeah, you been doing that and, for? Uh, the last like two months or so. Oh, wow. And it's, it's made a huge difference because it's, yeah, like I didn't realize like, so much of my discomfort with my phone is like this feeling of not being able to stop, right? Like that insatiable, yeah. never ending nature. And so doing this is really all it takes for me to just like kind of stop and then be like, no, I, I actually don't want to click on another article right now. Like, and I, I end up making different decisions a lot of the time. So it's yeah. really cool. That sounds like yeah. a great, that's like a good sort of getting at the root challenge hack. I really like that. I'm definitely going to gonna experiment with that it sounds like it takes a lot of um willpower but <laughs> maybe once you just do it and you feel like it were it's starting to work for you then that makes it a little easier to sustain yeah yeah and i, I think it was a little easier for me to implement because i work with i do pomodoro work sessions for um for work basically like i'll do 30 minute sprints of focus work and then i'll take like a five minute break and so it was easy for me to just do that at the end of each break you know? Yeah. Um, and then that was, that made it an easy transition for me to start doing it for other things. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, um, my two favorite sort of new little tools or apps I found recently, one is called moment. I don't know if you've, if you've tried that, oh, yet. but I'm um, a moment fan. Yeah. It just tracks how long you're on your phone every day. Um, so you can actually just get data back. Um, and it also, you can set it up to just give you these very gentle reminders each 15 minutes that you're on your phone. So um, that's like a, when you've been on your phone for 30 minutes, you'll just get a quick little nudge that says, hey, just reminder, tiny <laughs> reminder, 30 minutes on your phone today. And you're yeah. like, oh, it's like serves a, a similar function as the breath where you just like, yes. it's like a pause. And you're like, wait, do I want to keep being on my phone right now? Um, right. And so I'd say like average day, I'm probably like on my phone between an hour, an hour and 50, probably an hour, 15 minutes, my average, which is a wow. lot um yeah. and i don't know that's just like that's just useful data to have i'd love to get that down to and this is just counting time when your phone is unlocked and so you can have your phone locked while you're on calls um right 
And so the data is not perfect, um, but but it's just like it's pretty useful baseline data to have. Um, and this other app I'm using is called Freedom, um, where you can uh, block yourself from using certain apps or websites <laughs> during different times. And really, the only thing I have to block myself from is Twitter. <laughs> That's like my my like worst uh, that and like email is like my worst addictive thing. But you run out of emails pretty quickly, which is nice. Um, so yeah, I just use that to block myself from Twitter, like most of the day, every day. And it's like annoying enough to turn it off that I actually stick with it. And so, yeah, those have been, those have definitely been helpful for me. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. Freedom. I've heard so many people rave about, especially writers, like famous writers, I think I'll swear by freedom because they just need to like shut down all, you know, Facebook and all these distractions so they can just like get some writing done. Um, it never really clicked with me, but um, hearing you ha- talk about how, how good your experience with it is, I feel like I want to give it another go. Um, and I could use a little Twitter and Reddit blocking. I think those are my my vices. <laughs> yeah. I've <laughs> um, also, um, if anyone else out there is a Twitter addict, I've also totally reworked how I use Twitter. I just... Um, I just made a list on Twitter of like my 30 or 40 people that are sort of my favorite follows. And now I just only go basically to check that list. Um, and so like at this point that the amount of content is short enough that I'll just, if I'm checking it frequently, I just run out of <laughs> stuff. I just run out of content. It's no longer the bottomless pit that it used to be when I was following and like actively following like 700 people or whatever. So um that's been a big win for me as well it's just like taking away twitter as a bottomless endless addiction which has been nice yeah no that's super helpful um and yeah i found that something else that's i think pretty crucial to to making this easier is re learning to reframe those in-between moments in life. Like a lot of the the reason we're picking up our phone and scrolling through it is because we're trying to fill in those moments of inactivity, those moments of boredom, those little like two to three minute chunks of time where we're not doing anything. And I think it's, yeah, if you learn to reframe those little moments of boredom, I think it, it makes all this so much easier. Um, You know, like there's a lot of famous writers and inventors who, have noted that boredom directly leads to creativity. Um, there's a Wired article that just wrote about this. I'll, I'll post in the show notes and um, some, you know, different studies that that have noted, yeah, really that that this time where you just let your brain go free and let it think and let it just be unstructured and not, you know, consuming random Twitter stuff um, directly leads to like new output and new creative thoughts and synthesizing of ideas. And also, you know, the two of us are big fans of mindfulness and meditation. And I think that's also another way of rewiring your brain so that these, you know, quote unquote, empty or boring moments um, actually get reframed as like peaceful and enjoyable and kind of refreshing. And yeah, I think that's a huge key to to kind of breaking this phone addiction. Yeah, no that that reminds me. If anyone's interested in um, listening to a great podcast episode from someone like way smarter than both of us about this, <laughs> uh, there's a uh, the recent episode of the Ezra Klein show. He had this guy Tristan Harris on, um, who's a former Google employee who founded this uh, 
it's sort of like an idea called Time Well Spent, and now they call it the Center for Humane Technology, this organization that's really trying to push tech companies to make their products less addicting. Um, and he tells this great story in the podcast about what, have you listened to it? Did you? No, did you I, I haven't yeah. yet, but I heard it was great. Yeah, he um, he has a tells a story about when Thich Nhat Hanh, the famous uh, Vietnamese mm-hmm. Buddhist monk, uh, comes to Google. To, to talk with them about like Thich Nhat Hanh is like deeply concerned. He's like 92 or whatever. And he's deeply concerned about what tech products are doing to people for exactly your point. They're making us like, we never have quote unquote mm. bored moments anymore. Every time we feel that the slightest hint or one and a half seconds of boredom, we reach for our phones and distract ourselves. And he really feels concerned as I think a lot of people do that that's causing us to disconnect from ourselves and lose sort of a sense of, of yeah connection with our own bodies and so yeah. Yeah, he comes to google and like walks them through like a 50 point like presentation or something with all of his ideas for how to <laughs> i don't know if any of them got adopted but um it was, awesome. it was an interesting story and it's definitely it's definitely something about within folks that are i think deep into mindfulness and meditation world um yeah the tools we have now um present some real challenges yeah, I would love to see that presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if Tignahan brought like a PowerPoint deck. Uh, <laughs> probably just been on flashcards. <laughs> Unclear. That'd be great. Um, yeah, and I, I think uh, my last tip is um, is the idea of, you know, like, hey, you don't need to upgrade your shitty phone to the latest, newest, and best, you know. Um, I think I've always been in the cycle of like every two years, I'll get a new iPhone and it just felt good to, you know, just to kind of have the latest tech and be able to have like the latest features and sharpest HD screen and all that. But yeah, like lately, since I've been trying to figure out ways to curtail like my phone use, um, and you know, it's been actually time for me to upgrade. I've had my phone for like three years now, but I was actually like starting to realize, you know what, the fact that my phone is slower and doesn't have like the biggest, nicest screen, uh, maybe that's not a bad thing. Like if I want to spend less time on my phone, like that's actually awesome. I should just keep this phone. <laughs> yeah, no, I've actually, so similarly, I've like, I had a five S until very recently, but the battery only lasted at some point. The battery was dying every hour. So it's, like, okay, it's not, <laughs> that's bad. and I replaced the battery, but it was still dying every hour. I was like, okay, this is not going to continue to work. So I, I upgraded to a six S and that to me is the perfect balance of a little bit of shittiness so things are a little slower, a little more friction, right. but um, but yeah, still like does everything you need it to do. You're never like wanting or lacking for any actual feature or functionality because you have a success versus a ten or an eight or whatever. All the fun. I mean, just iPhones have stopped getting that much better anyway. So <laughs> you just get yeah. something that's a little slower with more friction. The thing I've been thinking about, but I'm not haven't been quite willing to do yet, uh-huh. is turning off Touch ID. And Ooh. giving myself a, a six-digit password because part of the <laughs> part of the problem isn't just total time spent on the phone; it's the compulsive. It's so easy to open it really quickly right. that we do it. So we all like open up our phones like probably 150 times a day or something right. like that. Um, and so I think if you know if I disabled Touch ID and had a six-digit password that was really annoying to type in, like <laughs> two seven three one eight, you know, just like all the buttons are really far apart from each other. Yeah. Um, that would be that point of friction would probably cut down on the number of just total opens I do every day, but Ooh, I don't know. Haven't been quite, quite willing to do that yet. Maybe oh, later. Well, 
it sounds like Gabe is going to take on a little experiment for the Guys with Feelings podcast and, <laughs> and report back to us on uh, whether he chucked his phone out the window or <laughs> yeah. brought him more peace and happiness. Report um, back soon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those are just a few of our, our thoughts. Um, I, I know for myself, like just impl- implementing some of these tips have like really just helped me feel a lot saner and calmer and just better in life. And I'm assuming Gabe, it's, it's had some similar impacts on you as well. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. No yeah. Doubt. I just think this, this idea of, yeah, just trying to figure out ways to use your phone less is, um, is one of the biggest things you can do to one of the big, like the simplest life hacks, but I think one of the biggest things you can do to just improve your well being throughout the day. So, yep. Yeah. Other than, I mean, outside of like, you know, achieving racial and economic justice and getting Donald <laughs> Trump out of office, I think this is the challenge of our generation. I think this is the the mountain that we all need to climb together. So, uh, so yeah. join us, join team grayscale, <laughs> <laughs> become one of us. <laughs> There are dozens of us. Dozens. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that'll do it for this mini-sode. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back later with more Guys With Feelings goodness for you to chew on. Take care.